Our scripture this morning is Mark chapter 6, and we'll be reading verses 30 through 34, and then verses 53 to 56. If you are physically able, would you please stand in reverence and honor for the reading of God's word. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Then down to verse 53. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran through the whole region and they carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. Let's pray. Father, your compassion, the compassion of your spirit and the compassion of your son, Jesus, it's beyond our imagination. And yet, what little we may glimpse or grasp of that compassion, God, we ask today that you would take that that idea that understanding of your compassion, and we ask that you would transfer it into our hearts, not only to our feeling and our thinking, but into our actions, that we would have compassion the way Jesus did. And we thank you for your compassion on us. We pray and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The compassion of Jesus is an amazing thing. I know it's amazing for myself when I think about how he's compassionate on me. But then when I think of others, sometimes I think, Lord, you are really compassionate. You have compassion on them. No. But we all have an amazing need for compassion. And I think we can learn so much from the compassion of Jesus. We see in this passage, we even skipped over some of of the great stuff where he actually goes on to feed the 5,000, where he walks on water. But still even then, we see his compassion displayed in amazing ways. uh, Through feeding, through healing, uh, through uh, casting out demons, All these amazing things. 
Compassion comes in so many forms. But I do want you to know that the very first form of compassion that Jesus mentioned, or that is mentioned after it says Jesus had compassion on the crowds because they were like sheep without a shepherd, the first thing he did was he taught them. That may be a surprise to us because we might expect that the scriptures say he had compassion on the crowds, so he fed them. He had compassions on the crowd, so he healed them. He had compassions, you know, so we might think of all, a lot of other things, but it says he had compassion on the crowds, and so he taught them. And it reminds us that the word of God is the very most important thing in our lives. Now, we can't exclude that. We can't say, God bless you, but, you know, be well, God go with you, and then not open up our hearts and our hands and even our pocketbooks at times. But our compassion begins with sharing God's gracious love and the gospel and the good news, but it does not stop there. Don't ever be one of those people who says, oh, I left one of those fake $100 tracks on the table, and that was, you know, that was worth more than any tip I could have given them, and so that was okay. Now, if you leave one of those fake hundreds, put a real hundred inside it, and then maybe they'll read that little track you gave them. But compassion does begin with the message of Jesus Christ, with the truth of God's kingdom breaking through into this world. But I want us to see some things about this compassion. The first of all, I want us to see that compassion has no boundaries. Do you notice that everywhere Jesus went, <laughs> there was always opportunity for compassion? Uh, sometimes in some stories in the gospel, he sees somebody in need and he goes to them. Other times, they're running toward him. They're begging, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. And, and you know, this, is, this passage is almost comical. You know, he, they get to a place where they get in the boat because, you know, they can't walk on water like Jesus, so they can't follow him anymore. And they're like, oh, I see where that boat's headed. And they run all the way around the lake and get to the other side and beat him there, you know, so that they can be ahead of him and Wherever Jesus goes, uh, there is a need for compassion. And that same is true for us. There is a need for compassion in your home. Some of you, the greatest Christian thing you could do, the most Christ-like thing you could do, would be to begin having compassion on some of your family members. Perhaps your heart has been hardened towards a spouse or towards a child towards a parent. And you need to, quite frankly, have some compassion on them. Maybe they've done something to hurt you. Maybe they've crossed a line. And I'm not saying, hey, let's set yourself up for abuse. But there are times and places when we've hardened our hearts in ways where we need to have compassion. There's people in our community that need compassion. As Becky talked about with the, the Homeless Coalition and they sent out uh, Miss Garten yesterday, I think was their vice president, and she was talking to us. You know, we don't even see, we don't even think about most of the time that there's people living in our own city, in our own county, who don't even have a place to, to rest their head at night. Don't have a roof over their heads. They don't have a bed to lay in. There's compassion in our community. There's compassion in our workplaces. There's people who 
They don't have it all together, and, and they're going to sometimes frustrate us, sometimes bother us. I, I looked at this verse, and I titled this sermon, Compassion on the Clueless, because sometimes we read this, and we read the verse where it says, Jesus looked at them, and he saw them as sheep without a shepherd, and he had compassion on them. And that sounds so beautiful, doesn't it? It sounds so lovely, but we don't connect that with real life. You know what sheep without a shepherd look like? They're the clueless people who annoy you. They are the people who don't know what yield means, either at the exit or entrance from an interstate or when they come to the roundabout. They think hard stop. No, no, no. We've had the roundabout long enough. You should know how to use it by now. But these are the clueless people who almost cause wrecks. These are the people who are there in the aisle of the grocery store, and they've got their buggy on this half, and then they're looking on the other half, and they're blocking the entire aisle, and you're just kind of sitting here. These are the kind of people that Jesus had compassion on because I'm looking at them thinking they don't have a shepherd. They don't have anybody instructing them, giving them a clue, telling them how to act. Those are the kind of people. So when you in your mind, like I often did, kind of had this vision of, oh, here's some amazing, wonderful, hardworking people who just happen to be worn out because they're following Jesus. Of course he should have compassion on. No, these were annoying people. They were prideful people. They were people with issues. They were people with body odor. They were people with all kinds of problems, the things that would annoy us and distract us and make us think somebody else can help them. Those are the ones that Jesus looked at, and he had compassion on them. The very ones we want to annoy or at least give a piece of our mind or whatever. Jesus had compassion, and he had that same compassion wherever he went. That's hard to be, quote, on all the time, right? But here's the thing. It's hard to be on all the time when it's an act, when it's something you put on, that you have to play up. But see, for Jesus, compassion wasn't an act. It wasn't a certain face that he put out there in public or when he was a certain around and that he could just drop when he was in private or when, you know, whatever. Compassion was Jesus' way of life. And so there were no boundaries for compassion. Secondly, I want us to see, though, that sometimes compassion runs away. Sometimes compassion runs away. You know what I could say Jesus did, and, and to rephrase, Jesus looked at the disciples and he said, Retreat! Retreat! Get out of here! Because he looked at the disciples and he realized all these people coming to him back and forth, they weren't even eat, getting to eat. Now, can you imagine? What if they didn't know about low blood sugar back then? But I bet some of those disciples were getting low blood sugar. I'm, I'm sure Jesus looked over and said, oh, Peter's getting hangry. We better get out of here now. There's some words that little children don't need to hear. We've got to go. And he actually retreated. So even while I say on the one hand it has no boundaries, and, and compassion and a need for compassion is all over the place. On the other hand, you can't minister out of an empty tank. If your spirit is not full, 
If you haven't been able to get with the Lord, to physically rest, to spiritually rest, to renew your spirit, you just can't do it. And Jesus regularly gets away. The Bible says he went to a solitary place or a quiet place or he went out to the desert. Jesus was all the time, all, although he was compassionate all the time, all the, everywhere, lots of times he said, I got to get away and I got to get with my father and I, and I got to rest and I got to eat and I got to take care of myself properly so that I can have love and compassion for those who need it. And quite frankly, quite honestly, a lot of us have overloaded ourselves so much. We've taken on everything in the world and we've let other people put our priorities in place. We haven't prioritized the number one thing with us and God and taking care of ourselves the way we need to. And so when others come along and they need compassion, our problem is we're spent. We're gone. We've strung ourselves out. We've, we've just overloaded ourselves. And we just have leftovers, if that, to give. And Jesus sets a very powerful precedent. If Jesus had to sometimes get away, if he had to retreat, if he had to get, have a quiet time, then we need a quiet time. We need to rest so that when we are not in that quiet time, that we have the strength physically, emotionally, spiritually to minister and to have compassion on others. The third thing I want us to see about compassion this morning is that compassion is going to come in different levels. Compassion is going to come in different levels. The Bible tells us here that Jesus ministered in all sorts of different ways. You know, like I said, some of it was through teaching, some of it was through feeding, some of it was through healing, but not just different ways, but also at different levels. There are places and times in Scripture where Jesus spent extended periods of time with one person or with one family. Do you kind of think somebody out there probably thought, that's not fair. I want my Jesus time. He had two hours with that centurion. Uh, th that lame man got 20 minutes of his time, and I didn't get to see him at all. And, you know, the Bible says that lots of these folks, the closest they got, is to simply touch the hem of his garment. They were just barely able to even get close and touch. But you know what it says? Even those who touched the hem of his garment were healed. In other words, Jesus blessed people in a lot of different ways. And if you have some crazy idea in that, well, I can't help feed the, the hungry because I can't help everyone. So, you know, I guess it's just too big. Or I can't really minister to them because that would be unfair because I, I can't really spend that much time on this person over here. You need to throw those ideas out of your mind. Because Jesus never demonstrated this, I don't know if you want to call it communist Marxist idea, like where we give everybody the same little thing. He didn't have this idea of, well, I need to be fair. You know what Jesus did? He followed the leadership of his father. And of the Spirit. And sometimes that led him to spend five hours with someone, and it might be five seconds with someone else. And so we don't need to get caught up in these mental things like, well, I can't be compassionate to this person because I might be more compassionate than that. No, 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 no. 
you follow God's leading and you look for places you can serve and lead and be compassionate. And those things are just going to be different. And it's going to be okay. You know, I've never pastored a church where I've had an equal relationship with every member. I, I, I love all of you. But some of you I might talk to once every six months outside of this building. And some of you I might talk to twice a week on a regular basis. It just is how things work out in life. I mean, you know, some of you are my neighbors. Some of you live 20 minutes away from me. There's going to be different things that different things that bring people together. And each of you are going to have those greater opportunities and those greater leadings in some place. And you got to take advantage of what God puts in front of you rather than worrying about there's some folks that you don't have the opportunity because you can't get to them, because they won't let you. You know, whatever reason, your ministry is going to be guided and affect certain people lots more than others. And that's not only okay, that's normal. Because that's just how it was when Jesus walked this earth. Compassion is something that as an ideal, it's awesome. Right? We all want a compassionate world. Especially we want people to be compassionate towards us, at least, for sure. But that compassion takes a little bit more than just simply being wishful. It takes knowing God, receiving his compassion, understanding that if that's what the heart of God is, if Jesus' heart is compassionate, then ours should be compassionate too. And that we open our eyes and we say, hey, there's opportunities to serve, to love, to be compassionate all around us. We're honest about the fact that we need to refill and refuel sometimes. And so we get away. We spend time with God on a very regular basis. And sometimes we, we spend a longer period of time, whether it be getting with him or just getting some rest. Some of you, the best thing you could do for your Christian life is to get some rest. Because you're so worn out and you're so frazzled that you just have nothing left for the people around you. And we understand, yeah, you can't save the world. That's what Jesus is there for. He died to save the world. But he'll put those opportunities in front of you to show compassion. And remember, sometimes they're going to be those folks you love and you even like. And sometimes they're going to be those folks that are completely clueless. And God has called you to overlook some of those turnoffs about them and to minister in, to them in a way that lets Jesus shine through you. Pray with me this morning. God, we have an opportunity to be your hands and your feet. As so often, Lord, we take that that truth of being your hands and feet, and we turn that into we're wishful thinkers. That we hope or we wish or we want that one day we might do something for you. And God, you've never called anyone to be a spectator on your team. Everything you tell us in your word, whether you call us your servants 
or your soldiers or your builders. Father, it's, it's all about actively being a part of your mission on this earth. God, help us, first of all, like Jesus, to be willing to share the good news of Jesus Christ, the news that despite the fact every single one of us are sinners who have no hope apart from your grace, that your grace provides a way through the death of Jesus Christ. God, help us to to share that precious message, the gift of eternal life. Father, help us to live out that message that we've already believed and to show compassion on a world who so desperately needs it. Father, we pray now for this time of invitation. God, that your spirit would be at work among us. Lord, some here today need to take a moment and bow their head and commit to you to being more compassionate to some folks that they really have either ignored or completely tuned out on purpose. God, there's some of us today that need to say, God, I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not getting the food and the rest and and most of all the spiritual time with you and and God, we need to, to let you lead us into a new and a better way of living. And Father, some of us have to give up on our own perfectionistic little plans that we've dreamed up of how we'll do everything equally for everybody and, and simply take advantage of the opportunities you've placed in front of us to touch the lives of those around us. And God, maybe you've put on hearts other needs today. Someone needs to make a public decision to share their faith in Christ or to join this fellowship. God, maybe there's, this is just a time that someone needs to pray for a lost family member or they need to pray for your mercy and grace and your wisdom in a difficult situation. God, whatever it is, may your will be done in this time. And Lord, we pray and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.